1: Good evening, everybody, and welcome to Ghost Chronicles Next Generation. I am Ron Kolick, your host, the gatekeeper of the realm of the unknown, the unexplained, and the unbelievable, now it's New England's own Van Helsink. And with me, my co-host, the blonde bombshell herself, and Kerrigan.
2: And good evening, everybody. Hope you're all doing well.
1: Everybody surviving
2: we? the heat. <laughs> it's been yeah. a little uh, hot and sweaty lately
1: here, so, Yeah. But, that's what you have air conditioning for. It's not a problem. Okay. Just, I just will think do that. <laughs> just, just, just think if you're in the UK, they don't even have air conditioning. For the most, nobody, part. For nobody the most has... part, they don't. Why not? For, yeah, for the most part, they don't.
2: Well, that's Cause a silly.
1: No, because it doesn't get that hot there. Right?
2: It's always the... cold and damp there, isn't it?
1: <laughs> yeah, whatever. Anyways. We, uh, we had this young lady on the show before, and she was talking about the uh, Bel Air House. And uh, she, at that time, she told us that she was uh, in the process of writing or, or just completed a book called Paranormal Confessions. And the new book is out. And joining us now is the proprietor of the Bel Air House Research Center, uh, Kristen Lee. Your book has finally come out. We're excited. I have a copy of it with me right now, and it's it's pretty neat.
3: Awesome, cool. Thank you. Mm-hmm.
1: So, uh, how are things at the uh, the house with all this virus stuff going on? Is it, uh, has it been tough on you or, or and the ghost?
3: <laughs> well, not so much. It's not as bad as you know. I don't think it was really ever bad. Um, mm-hmm. But I did have, to, I had to design like a, I call it a "stay spooky, safe policy. It's a cleaning policy where everything has to be disinfected. And when um, we were just starting to open back up, we used to wait, like have teams wait four or five days before they could check back in after we just, you know, disinfected the heck out of it. Um, <laughs> we actually had to wait, you know, like three days because we didn't know back then what was going on, right? And there were things that were said, and we tried to follow the policies and the guidelines. But, um, yeah, so now it's uh, pretty busy. Uh, We've been really busy, to be quite honest with you. Uh, But I think everybody is is playing catch-up for that time that they lost. (laughs) (laughs) I
2: completely agree. I think people are just like, Going at going at it with gusto, you know, and yeah. and we got to go here, we got to go there, and it's it's you know it's great. <laughs> now we're kind of in the place we're in still, but anyways, it's better than it was. So,
3: yeah, I think <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> we'll see what's so, going down the road. Right.
1: Yeah the the Bel Air House is. Uh, uh, extremely haunted. It's a cool place. Uh, but uh, the new book's out. talks about some of the spirits there at the the uh, house. But it also uh, has little helpful hints, too, in the book as well. Uh, what may, what made you think of uh, putting those little helpful hints in there?
3: There are, like, metaphysical things that I've learned throughout mm-hmm. the years of um, operating the Biller House. And some of the things were passed down right off the rip. Um, You know, I work with a lot of different uh, metaphysicians and psychics and mediums and uh, occultists and Catholics and all different religions. And um, (laughs) it's so cool because everybody that comes to the Blair house, um, they all have their own little thing that they do. And, these are some of the things that I've picked up along the way, and I've actually tested them myself. Uh, mm-hmm. Some, you know, like the iron nails and the kosher salt uh, with wolf hair—that's a big thing for me. I've always done that, um, and that's something that I was able to teach people at the Belair House too. So, so, so what do you
1: do? What what do you do, Kristen, with those?
3: Well, the thing of it is, when you go into any location. It could even Mm -hmm. be not just a haunted location, but like a funeral home or let's say that, you know, you have to sit next to somebody at work and they're just a Debbie Downer and (laughs) you, your energy becomes, you know, it's just, they drain you. They're parasitic, they're parasites. And Mm -hmm. if, if you wear iron, iron repels negative energy. But if you also infuse it with some kosher salt um, and wolf hair and you put it in a red pouch, represent St. Represent Michael, San Miguel, um, it is to be most protective and you wear it on you. So, mm-hmm. um, But of course, you know, you always hear people saying, well, you know, I need to have a cleansing bath or I'm, I might need to use my salt tonight. I always find that kosher salt is most effective and that was actu- actually passed down to me. Um, I did learn that from an elder. But mm-hmm. it is uh, it's just there's all kinds of different Helpful hint at the end of every chapter. um I wish I right. could have you know fit more in, but it it would have overkilled it.
1: <laughs> there, there was there's one interesting. Of course, I I have my my uh, Van Helsing spray, which is holy water, basically, and sage and uh, Jack Daniels, uh, and uh, we <laughs> we Daniels, use it for wait, a Jack Daniels. <laughs> uh, yeah, it might have come out. I'm not sure. Um, he did. But, uh, you know, it has a variety of uses. But I I just found a new use in your book, which is according to uh, uh, you, Kat Lang taught you that if you wash your hands in holy water and then you go into a meeting and somebody doesn't shake your hands, then there's a reason for that.
3: Mm. Yes, uh, I did learn that from Kat Lang with the paranormal clergy. um, And I've tried it a few times, not knowing. I mean, I always ask her, I was like, they wouldn't even shake my hand. You know, these are the things that I would tell her. And then, you know, that's when she told me about that. She said, you know, that sometimes when people don't shake your hand, um, it's because they have an attachment. And she said, if you put your hands in holy water and let them air dry and the person doesn't ever shake your hand, like if you're on set, you know, if you're filming and it's just you feel a weird vibe. It might be an attachment, it might be parasitic, you never know. But if you put your hands in the holy water and you go to shake their hand and they don't do it, then that means that there's some sort of an attachment or parasitic energy about them.
2: Hmm. Very interesting. I've never heard of that. Yeah. These are all, so these, all these little tips you have throughout the book are all, are they all for protection, or yep. some of them for yep. okay? No, that's yep. that's very cool. Where yeah, do you get thanks. wolf hair? <laughs> well, it's it's, it's difficult.
3: <laughs> yeah. I'll go chase one around the backyard, go Ron. Chase one. <laughs> Dress up like Little Red White Riding Hood. You know, right. like, no. If you um, contact your local wolf shelter or um, sanctuary—not shelter, but sanctuary—and um, you ask them to. If you could give a donation for some of the sheddings, they will send them to you.
2: Oh, my goodness. I don't know if we have that kind of thing here.
1: Yes, we do. (laughs) We do? We do. We have a very big wolf uh, shelter here in uh, the States. I mean, here in New England.
2: Oh, I never knew that. I've never heard of it.
1: Yeah, I can't think of the name of it, of course, because I... Mm. I didn't think I need it, but <laughs>
2: well, it's, it's good to know. I'm sure I could Google it if I need wolf hair.
1: Uh, yeah, well, who does, You know what I mean? <laughs> who doesn't does? need wolf hair?
2: <laughs> you could probably get it at a uh
1: metaphysical, know, a store?
2: metaphysical store, right? I wonder if Circles has any.
1: I will find out for we'll you. Have
2: to ask.
3: <laughs> yeah, have them get it All on right. hand. It's very protective. I think every metaphysical store should carry it. We all need it, you know?
1: Mm-hmm. Is that is that more of a shaman thing than a uh than more no. of well no?
3: I love, it, it's part of uh it's part of the Straka.
1: Okay. Ah, here we go. Witchcraft. Bingo.
3: <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. Along
2: the same lines. Similar.
1: No. Oh no no. Well, that's, that's an okay. insult. Don't, you don't say that. <laughs>
2: I'm sorry. I apologize. I'm ignorant. I'm sorry. <laughs>
1: no, you're not. No, you're not. I was teasing.
2: <laughs> oh my goodness. So what has, uh, so this, this book is about all the hauntings of the Bel Air house, or is there more history? What's, what does it delve into?
3: Well, the thing about Paranormal Confessions is it's actual confessions. So um, the first chapter is, it it goes into the history just a little bit, but Mm -hmm. I basically jump into um, 12 different stories that happened inside the Blair House uh, during investigations, during the research. Mm -hmm. Um, Because we've been researching the Blair House for so many years, and I've been able to collect some pretty good data, and then make some pretty good um, correlations and, you know, maybe a theory or two, I hope to, at least to, after all these years of researching and studying, but Mm -hmm. um, there, it goes into stories too. Um, You know, there's, uh, (laughs) this is the funny part of it. I think, at least I do think this is crazy. Um, You know, here we are having this whole entire book of horrific, terrifying stories. And then the last chapter It's kind of like my signature. I always like, here's all the crap that's happened. Here's all the darkness. But hey, here's a positive story. So Let's (laughs) let's remain hopeful, right? (laughs) I always do that. Like, here's the bad news, but here's the positive part. So, you know, some people have been reporting that they think that it's perception, of course, but they think that the last positive part is um, actually creepier than all of the other stories inside of the book. Really? Oh, yeah, so that makes me think, how morbid could my mind be, <laughs> you know, <first> of all? <laughs> <you know. laughs> so I'm trying to do a psychological assessment. I'm just joking. I'm being dramatic. But isn't it funny, I like, how they said that? Because that makes you kind of think, wow, that's okay. Cool. Right. You know? <laughs> well, I thought <laughs> you know what I you was being about? nice. <laughs> right, Yeah. Oh, but you know, there's a couple of different stories. The house was able to make some pretty big predictions um, throughout the years, and um, those predictions are in there. We were using some ITC communication. And we had made communication with um, an energy that wanted to be referred to as star people, and yeah. we believed that it was not, you know, earthbound spirits. It wasn't inhuman. Um, you know, we, I've always been taught throughout the paranormal community that. And even in the psychic medium communities that when a spirit is communicating with us, we have a three to five minute window, right, of communication before they start to lose energy. So when the star people came through, they continued to communicate with us pretty strong for about two hours. So that was a big deal for me to measure that time and then try to piece it together within research on what it could have been based on what they said, how they said Mm -hmm. it, and then following Um, they predicted, so one of the questions was, and remember this was the time frame of like when Obama and Hillary were running for office and we had asked who's going to be the next president and they came back with the answer not the woman. So then we saw that happen, right? And -hmm. then more came after that too. Um, A big one was like um, the biggest one that really that I think uh, to me was the most profound is when I ask how do we sustain the human race. Cuz I ask the questions, I don't go and, "Hi, what's your name?" you know. What I mean? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. How many can you knock? How many people are here? Like when we have yeah. that kind of flow coming through, I'm going straight for what we need to know as, as a race. And um they their response was to, "How do we sustain the human race? How do we continue to live?" They said love, harmony and music. Love, harmony and music. And then we asked a couple of other questions to what they led us to believe that um, there would be this great big flu. And if we look at what's going on in the world now, um, you know, then uh, they said a few other things too. But then it was it was just so profound. And then there were other investigators there that night. They came in a white van. They had a chicken in their van that they bought along the highway. It was like a ceramic chicken. They thought it the oh. funny and. Garden, right, And the spirits or the higher beings, the star people, they stated that, you know, the two ladies came in a white van and there was a chicken and it clearly said it. Wow. So whatever intellectual, um, whatever that was with that kind of intellect that sustained for two hours. And then the, the other crazy thing is, too, that. We um, went upstairs into Edwin Hetherington's room, took the millimeter, but we started to get like Morse code. But we didn't know and no one knew Morse code, you know, so we didn't know what they were saying. Um, Mm -hmm. But the blue lights were flickering just like Morse code.
2: Wow. That's like, yeah, because who knows Morse code anymore?
1: Um, Excuse me. But. Excuse me.
2: I meant young people, dear. Oh, okay. fine. Yeah, not one hundred and eighty-six-year-old guys. So. Okay.
1: Thank you. Yeah, you're
3: welcome. So, so Ron, you know Morse code.
1: I do know Morse code.
3: All right, great. If I ever get anything like that, can I send it to you to?
1: No, oh, absolutely. If you get a <laughs> okay. recording of it, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, absolutely. Thank you. Yeah, no problem. Um, so, anyways, one of the things this was—I mean, this book is kind of fun. The uh, more helpful hints. I enjoy the helpful hints. Um, there's there's one about how to protect yourself from UFOs. Yes. Oh. Be yes.
3: beyond yes. The foil hat.
1: No. <laughs> yeah, beyond the foil hat. <laughs> yeah.
3: Yeah, that's a good one. And, you know, you can just paint your symbols on, you know, materials and keep them outside of your home, um, mm-hmm. you know. It's pretty cool. That is something that was very fascinating to write about.
1: Mm -hmm. It's sort of like, uh, you know, from uh, Ten Commandments there, when they put uh, blood outside the doorways, they paint the doorways, and they skipped over those houses. So you just put your symbols out there, and the UFOs skip over your house. Oh, skip that one. It's okay. (laughs) 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 That's right. That's
3: right. (laughs)
1: Oh, that's unusual. Hmm. So when you, um, when you wrote the, the stories in this book, were, were they, are they all personal experiences from various people? or, or, or I mean, uh, you know, honestly, I haven't had a chance to read the whole book. So are, are they a collection of uh, experiences from other people? Well,
3: it's me with them. Uh, witnessing mm-hmm. some things, and then there are definitely some things that have been reported. Um, I do investigate with certain teams that ask me to, so mm-hmm. uh, those are mostly the stories that um, the data too, I mean, but with the characters the people, I mean, everybody's so different, and, and why I say characters and people, it's because everybody that I've worked with has had this certain energy, like, there's nobody that has the same energy, you know what I mean? And some of them are like, they could actually be characters in movies. They really could be because they're talented. Um, They just have that. uh, They just have that star quality, you know, and it makes it so much easier to write because some of the things that they do and say, um, it's, it's, you know, like one chapter Valentine's Day, uh, there was a, a man named Greg who came in and he was psychic. And there was just so much detail. He had been channeling so many different things inside of the house. And at one point during a séance, he actually broke circle, and he wouldn't stood on the ley line because we had made connection with the star people again. And Uh-oh. they said that they were. There was a, a being that came through that said she was the high priestess, and there was a being that came through that said she was the queen. And there was some tarot cards that were said um, from this higher being to us. Uh, And then Greg went over on the ley line and she said, I'm going to download you now. And he wanted to be downloaded. And I was so scared because, you know, when something like that comes through, I know that people can be uploaded and downloaded. I get that. I've, you know, learned so many different things on the West Coast. But, you know, actually seeing that in the Blair House was a little shocking and intimidating. And I was Mm -hmm. really on top of the guard because, this guy named Greg was probably six foot four, and I'm like maybe five. You know what I mean? So, if he got yep. in trouble, heck, was I going to be able to carry him <laughs> out or help? You know? What I mean? <laughs> so, yeah, that was frightful. Um, My but, you know, it, it, then there was a man there that um, served in the armed forces, and he was able to communicate with some of his. Um, like some, some, the company he was with that were deceased. Some of the other Mm -hmm. soldiers. Um, there was a girl there that was able to make very clear communication with her father. It was it was an intense weekend. It really was, and and then the effects and stuff like that from people. Reports that always come back
1: through with people. Hmm. Now, this. You mentioned it in the little blurb there of a ghostly sexual assault. Did that occur at the Bell- Belly oh, House? God.
3: Honestly, yes, it has a couple of times. There have been some reports where people um, reported that they were sexually assaulted by spirits. Um, it wasn't just women. It was also men. Mm. That was hard to skew. That's, that's really... opportunity. I like it. Uh, kind of scary, but um, yeah, there have been reports like that for a while. This is hmm. now. Remember, this is like over ten years of data collection,
2: mm-hmm. right? Ah, well, that's uh, going to be terrifying. Yeah
1: is there is there, a, is there sure a, it I mean, is there a way to defend yourself from something like that?
3: I think that the helpful tips that the book will help. Um, you know, it's like a... If they'll help prevent it. They yep. will. But if it's okay. truly demonic, no, nothing can. Nothing can prevent that. I mean, it's, Wow. You know, you just... you got to be able to recognize that energy. And it takes years to recognize it away from, like, really low negative energy. Because it's, mm-hmm. it's, it can be deceiving. It can be similar. But... Um, right. If there's a certain like it's like Tesla's tube you know how the energy goes through it on both sides right. mm-hmm. like it, right. I guess you could consider it like as a visual as the blue light you know what I mean you have to be able to recognize that blue light no matter what shade is it light blue is it powder blue it's still the same you know what I mean mm-hmm. it's strange yeah. it's in Emily Davis there's a chapter in there on Emily Davis that's a child spirit and A lot of people in the paranormal that I've learned from um, always state that, you know, when a spirit's trying to take your energy, it's through fear. Like, don't be scared or else they'll take your energy. You know, they'll feed into it. With Emily Davis, it's different because she makes you feel sadness. She makes you feel grief. She makes you remember um, difficult times. She'll even communicate through different devices. Um, like for instance, one guy came through, and he had just buried his dog, and she actually said his dog's name. Oh. So you know, things like that. Like she preys on that to feed off of your energy to grow strong. And and I know that sounds insane, but it is true. I've I've taken documentation on it. A lot of people have re- made that same report. Um, it's that one is very interesting. I I like. It was difficult to write that chapter, but um, because, I mean, it's difficult to deal with Emily Davis, you know, because there's yeah, two of like them. A... There's one, there's two.
1: There's two Emily Davis?
3: Yes. One is a child and one is an, it's an adult. They have the same name. Oh. oh. That's not uncommon in the Belair House. People come in that have very unique names like Nick Battistone. They both came mm-hmm. in at the same time. They were working on the same project. And they never had met each other before. Huh. How unusual. Isn't it? And then
2: people that's break my out. Name.
3: <laughs> no, no. Oh, stop.
2: <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, imagine, you know, meeting someone with the, your same name. Yeah. You know? yeah. Is that, that yeah. what you're saying? Yeah. Sure. Yeah,
3: yeah, I get it. Yeah, that it was. You should have saw their face. You, well, geez. Everybody was shocked. We were like, no way. That's crazy. You know? Right. It was. It was
2: pretty cool, you know, but you huh. see that a lot. Yeah. Wow. Trot your license out. I want to see it.
0: Thank <laughs> yeah. think you're
2: messing with me right now. Get the license. That's incredible.
1: The heck with your license. We'll see your vaccination card.
2: Yeah, I know, right? I mean, I, I see <laughs> your name was like, you know, John Smith or, you know, uh, uh, whoever, David Jones, I don't know, <laughs> yeah. but uh, Steve Parsons, I don't know, but. Just to have the same, you know, unusual name. Right. That's very bizarre.
1: Well, unfortunately, we are coming up to the break, so we're going to have to take a break right now. Uh, This is Ghost Chronicles. What are we? Uh, Next Generation. Next Generation. Right. The second hour of the Ghost Chronicles radio. uh, Whatever. Anyways. Our show is brought to you right here on Nut and Paradox Radio. Our show is brought to you by Circles of Wisdom, 386 Merrimack Street, in Methuen, Massachusetts, and the Glant Messier Family Largo, 15 High Street, North Andover, Massachusetts, and our very, very good friends on Ghost Chronicles Radios on Patreon. And we want to welcome uh, our two num- num- newest members of our data society on patreon and that is Stephen wk scott and jan schmidt so welcome aboard and they help bring you the show uh so there you go so uh, our special guest today is Kristen lee from the bellier house and author of paranormal confessions so we'll be right back after the following messages
2: Welcome back to Ghost Chronicles Next Generation with Ron and Ann and our special guest this evening, Kristen Lee.
1: Of the Bel Air House.
2: Of the Bel Air House.
1: Right. We are back. Kristen, you still with us?
3: Yes, I'm here. Can you hear me okay?
1: Okay. Yeah. Uh, Okay. Now, I know. Before, <laughs> we. I was going to ask you something in the uh, about if there was anything you wanted to bring up. Is there anything particularly you'd like to bring up now?
3: Um. I the website. Yeah, we can talk about. Um. To find the Belair House, just go to BelairHouseTours.com. dot com. Um. Mm-hmm. You can find us there. Uh, we do have a Facebook page called Belair House. Um. So, on September 11th, um, West Virginia State Penitentiary will be having a Paracon, and um, we're all going to gather there. Uh, West awesome. Virginia Penitentiary is in my backyard, so it's pretty cool to be able to stay home but still do something, right? Um, mm-hmm. How's it going <laughs> up your way for Paracon? You are? Well, yeah. How's it going in Massachusetts for Paracon?
1: Uh, uh... <laughs> so so, <laughs> so so. <laughs> yeah, I'm doing my my spirit quests again this year. Uh, it's it's uh, limited, uh, but uh, it, it, well, since I brought it up, uh, yes, we are doing spirit quests this year, uh, October 1st through the 3rd. Um, and uh, you can find out all the information at neghostproject.com, the letter N, the letter E, ghostproject.com. Uh, we got some great guests. Uh, it's uh, a whole weekend of workshops and um, speakers and events. It's, it's a lot of fun. Friday, we have a um, dinner mystery murder, uh, murder with the ghost in it. And we have uh, on Saturday, we have all workshops, including Nan's. Uh, sage word uh what is it and you're doing i forget now
2: uh yeah we're gonna do like you know the cleansing the saging uh we're gonna make a a feather like uh, oh, yeah. and you can you know spread the the uh the feather to go around the doorways and the windows. There you
1: go. Hey. A <laughs> Sage and feather. All right, yes. whatever was. Anyways, uh, we also have uh, the, the uh, tarot card ghost hunt led uh, Friday, Saturday night. And, of course, on Sunday we have surrealism painting in the morning for uh, weekend uh, guests. And then uh, – the afternoon event is uh, the Science and Spirituality of Table Tipping, which is a, a three-hour event. So there you go. That's all happening at uh, course this year, October 1st and 3rd. So thank you for letting me uh, get that in. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Where is it? What town is it? I would have forgotten, you know, if it wasn't for that.
3: <laughs> yeah, where is so, what town is it, Ron?
1: It's in Groveland, Groveland, Massachusetts.
3: Oh, awesome. yep, it's, That's so cool. It,
1: it, it, it's different paracon in that we do more uh we do more workshops and hands-on stuff rather than just have speakers talking so it it's kind of fun yeah. it's it's a fun thing uh we have the same people come every year uh this year we have really limited number of people uh because of the virus but uh yeah it, it, it's going it'll last year we had to cancel it so it's excited it's our 10th year i believe is it 10th years? I forget. It's, it's been a while. Whoa. Yes. Something Steve. like that. I yes. wouldn't
2: even want to say it's more than that.
1: Yeah, Steve usually comes over from the UK, but uh, not this year because of that. Anyway, so uh, I'm glad that you're you're doing some paracons down that way. That's that's great. Uh, Eastern State is a, Have you been to Eastern State, uh, Kristen Lee?
3: Eastern State Penitentiary. Yes. No, I haven't.
1: Oh, no, not. no. Oh, wait a minute. I, I got it mixed up. My bad. What was the one you're going... Yeah, the Paracorn is in? I'm sorry. Oh, West Virginia State Penitentiary. Thank you very and much. You know what? I'm only a man. I get things screwed up. Oh, it's okay. Yeah, I totally get it.
3: You. you know, Ohio and West Virginia, like, they're sisters, you know? <laughs>
1: <Okay>. <laughs> <laughs> so have you been there before?
3: Oh, yeah. You know, I... <laughs> Way before Paranormal or anything like that happened in my life, I actually had a band and we did, we played music, we played a concert in the, um, what do you call that, like where the prisoners walk? <laughs> like the outside? Oh, so yeah. The yard. Yard. Yeah, the yard, yeah. Yard? Yard. Yeah, the yeah, so we did a concert there. I was in my that early cool. 20s and uh,
1: oh,
3: we played with a hippie band called Humble Sacrifice. We were called Liquid. <laughs>
1: ah! what kind of music
3: oh it was it was total crazy heavy hard metal? Rock music. yeah it was pretty yeah it was pretty heavy <laughs> oh
1: wow that's yeah
3: cool. so, you know some people shook their heads at us you know especially um Lou who had artwork studio here we are coming out like with all this you know metal and then here comes the happy tree hugging hippies and we were we all got along. I mean everybody got along but it was just, you know, kind of apples and
1: oranges there. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's cool. That's very yeah. cool actually.
2: Very funny. <laughs> so how did you how did you get from from there to 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 where you're at now? How did you wind up in the paranormal?
3: Um when I bought the Belair house, it you know, it was just supposed to be a home for our family but Due to paranormal activity, um, I wasn't well schooled on what to do. So I left the house. And unfortunately, as hard as I tried to leave it, it just legitimately haunted me. It, it kept coming back into my lap. Like I came all the way to Massachusetts to live and had to come back to Bel Air because of the oh my house. God. Yeah. Wow. And that was walking away from the house. Like, see you later. Yeah. <laughs> 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 wow! And it yeah, and then back. renters came. So you know, I tried to rent it out, and renters didn't stay long. Um, you know, I did have a normal life for about I'd say a year uh, because the <laughs> renters stayed all year. Yeah, it was good. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know, man. It just um, it just kept coming back, and I get mm-hmm. it now. You know, during that, you know how we always go through different spiritual quests and um, spiritual journeys, and we have to pay attention to the signs and visions and be able to accept what is our higher purpose, and you know, hopefully fall from grace, <laughs> you, know, <laughs> you know, all of that. But it's or not fall from grace, I mean, but it's um, it's I don't know. It's it, I think that over the years I've seen people come that want to own haunted locations and um i just i I never understand why because that wasn't Mm -hmm. the plan for me i did that wasn't like what my goal was you know my goal Mm -hmm. was to finish up my doctorate degree and do counseling psychology that's what i was supposed to do well at least that's Mm -hmm. what i thought i was supposed to do but it (laughs) turns out that um i had to shift down to second gear and you know (laughs) and pay attention and accept And, and learning to accept was i think the hardest um and learning to accept and educate myself and try to be on top of everything that I possibly could have to do with that house, with its energies. um, It was, it's, it's a long course. It's been a Mm. very long course of study really has. That's pretty. And I'm sure it's not over.
1: (laughs) No, isn't it true that like when we stop learning, it's when we die. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Mm Yeah. I mean, yeah. there's I mean, I look at myself from just when I started paranormal investigating and what I believed in and and how I did things and and to where I am now. And, and I'm sure that'll change in the future, too. It, it, we're always evolving and always learning. And, and if people who don't evolve and don't learn, th- those are the ones that don't understand life, actually.
2: Mm mm-hmm.
0: Yeah,
3: and to be, like, split at a spiritual crossroads, too. I think I've learned that that is a good thing to actually have happen because if you just get stuck in one spiritual mode, you're not learning mm-hmm. anything. But if you have to make a choice or if you feel like something needs to be changed, you know, that means you are learning. Right. So that was a tough one to swallow. That was, like, a jagged little pill. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: Is, do you, have you, uh, during the virus, have you done any, uh, online events through the house?
3: No, we, well, you know what? I think so. Let me think here for a minute. I get my years confused, Ron. I can't, it's a big blur, you know, because of. Yeah,
1: I know. I I totally understand that.
3: (laughs) Um, I think it was January of this year, maybe. Mm -hmm. What are we in? We're already in August. Yes. It was January of this year, um we did a 9-day um lockdown at the Belair House and we did a oh, live wow.
0: broadcast
3: broadcast with Spirit Realm Network. Um that was very successful. Um it was so cool, you know. So many uh-huh. uh, We, you know a couple of buddies came in and um then Jay, who is the owner and founder of the Spirit Realm Network, he flew in from California. Um mm. we had to make sure everybody had their covid tests done. Mm. Um, right. you know, coming, uh, the learning how to film during that time was extremely difficult. It, it, it it's, there were so many different stipulations and it, it, it's like you had a two week window to stay within standards because it seemed like every two weeks, something changed and a state or another state conformed. You know what I mean? That was so hard, but, um, mm. we did, we, we totally did that. And, um, It was a blast. Everybody was safe. Um, And we we plan to do it again up and coming um, in January. Uh, We have a plan. Uh, Well, actually, it's going to be longer. Uh, We're going to go in. I'm actually going to move back in the Belair house uh, for 30 days. And Ah. there's going to be other paranormal investigators there. And we will live broadcast it again through Spirit Realm Network.
2: That's cool. Wait, so it was every, TV. Every, day,
3: every day, 24-7, you'll be able to um, go to their website, which is the Spirit Realm Network. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it'll you just scroll down to the Belair House static cam and um, huh. we'll be on, on that website. Yeah.
2: Oh, that's cool. So you're just live streaming the whole
3: time and yeah. uh, it, wow.
1: Ah. Audio and
3: everything. Audio, yes. And they're 4K. The cameras oh. are 4K. Um, and I think the funny part is Eric Connor from Kentucky, um, it's Epic Family Paranormal. He is a big YouTuber. He's, he's like a family member of ours now. He's <laughs> going to be there. Cool. So I think it's going to be really cool to see him doing his YouTube live feed while he's being uh, broadcasted. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> so isn't that like the... The mirror looking in the mirror looking in the mirror mm-hmm. looking in the mirror type thing. Yeah,
3: He always creates That's... portals like that, Ron. He does. That's what that is. He's a portal.
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's so cool. <laughs> it really yeah, is.
3: Night. He he creates a piece of equipment called the Gateway, and he goes out mm-hmm. into the field during thunderstorms and lightning to charge the equipment. it's like Oh, jeez. Creating... Yeah, he's hardcore. Um, I guess so. Yeah. He had three, no, four, three or four portals up in the attic one night. And the deal is at the Belair house, you can't stay there by yourself. That's off the table. But mm-hmm. he said, how about we do this? He said, how about I YouTube all night? People take shifts. And if anything happens, they call you. You're seven minutes away. And <sighs> I was like, man. So, yeah, we did it. Seven minutes. So about- going <laughs> uh, could be a long time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So about midnight you know i get a phone call not a text a phone call from eric saying all oh, power just blew but right next to us to the right is the apartments he said those lights are on he said but you know there's an abandoned house next to the blair house of course that's not going to have lights the next one mm-hmm. didn't have it and then maybe one more he said so my husband looked up american electric power to see what was up and in belmont county there was um, there was less than 5 houses that were without power So (laughs) he he created, honest to goodness, he did. He created a surge, an opening, a portal. And I don't know Mm -hmm. if he meant to do it or not. I don't think he did. Um, You know, I really don't think he
1: did. You never know.
3: (laughs) And and he blew out the power and it was out for like, I don't know, six, seven hours. Oh, crap. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So he might try that again. (laughs)
1: <laughs> just, to I mean, to test it, just to see. just better have the electric company on standby. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, one word:
2: generator. Yeah. Oh, even better. Yeah.
1: There you go. <laughs>
3: yeah. <laughs> oh, so my
1: that's exciting news, and uh, yeah, it it sounded uh, really interesting in uh, the original one that you did for seven days, but thirty days. I mean, wow, I can't even fathom that. Thirty yeah. days, holy moly!
3: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know, it, it's going to be pretty cool. Um, I'm excited about it. So, you know, and if I was thinking the other day, I was like, "What if I don't make it?" Because I'm highly susceptible not to make it the full thirty days. You know, it's kind of <laughs> like oh, I goodness. already paid my dues. You know, I don't, mm. I don't need to know, but I want mm-hmm. to know. You know, mm. Um, mm. but if I don't make it, I've got a friend that'll tap me out, and she'll come in for a little bit. Um, no. We'll see. We'll
2: it's a no, long time, good. you know, to to be in the public eye, not just, you know, I, in the space as well, you know.
1: I would imagine you have selective cameras, though. You don't have every inch of the house covered. Oh.
3: Well, the bathrooms are the only things that aren't. So if you're mm-hmm. going to change your clothes, go in the bathroom, you know.
1: Oh, that's it. A- you know, it's funny you mentioned that because uh, Gettysburg. We 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 rented a house in Gettysburg in the back of the battlefield, little, the little round top farm actually. And uh, Richard Phyllis came over from the UK. I had my whole team there, and uh, Maureen, who's a medium, a trans medium, and uh, Lara, who's a medium as well. We they were up, you know, because they're women, I let them pick the bedroom. So they all went into this bedroom. And they said, "Oh, we're not staying there. And the next one came, "Oh, I'm not staying." He said, "Okay, I'll take it." <laughs> so I, I went mm-hmm. in, but and I had this bright idea of setting up the the camera in the room and just letting it run. So I, I set up a camera in the room, uh, but unfortunately, I forgot all about it. So <laughs> that's, footage, that's footage that'll never ever be seen. Whoops! <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Yeah. No, thank you.
3: <laughs> oh, thank you. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, exactly.
1: You know, the, that's the problem with reality TV. Sometimes it's too real. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah.
3: Uh, yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. And there's like really no editing involved in it at all. If it's live broadcasting, no,
1: that's the <laughs> bad, know. really bad part of it. <laughs> right. So are yeah.
3: you just so
2: they're live streaming and it's 24 seven now within that time are you is it just you know life as as usual are you doing special things or yep. or or what are you doing
3: yeah we're gonna do a few special things um so my friend Dylan and I uh, we're both we've worked full time with psychic mediums. So, you know, on the hour of like early morning, well, not early morning, please. I don't- Well, who knows? Because it's the Blair House. We'll see when we get there. But it'll probably <laughs> be before like five o'clock that we do some like an hour dedicated to answering people's questions, um, mm-hmm. you know, when it comes to if they have psychic questions or if they have uncertainties about things like life obstacles, those types of things. And then mix in some, you know, metaphysical things. but. I do predict if we get there and we stay there, that that will probably start to, uh, the hours may change because, you know, when you stay in the Blair House, nobody's ever stayed there as a paranormal investigator for longer than nine days. Mm-hmm. So living there and knowing what the energy can do, mm-hmm. um, right. it's going to be really unpredictable. To yeah, because you, you have
1: so many diverse spirits in there and that's, right. you know, that's, yeah.
3: Mm-hmm. yeah trying to film any kind of um series is very difficult like normally you write a pitch deck and then you write the scenes out and blah blah you know but the belair house just takes over and it doesn't i don't know it just it takes twists and turns and then if somebody you know deviates off of what's written down or course of action it's, it's very dangerous like you mm-hmm. have to have a plan to go inside the belair house and like Plan A, B, C, and D, you know?
1: Mm-hmm. It's hmm. different. Yeah, but, I mean, you can't, you, on any paranormal investigation, though, and some people try to do this, they try to keep it very much schedulized, but it, it's really a, a fluent thing because mm-hmm. you have to react more than act, uh, you know, to situations. Right. Yeah.
3: yeah. It's hard. It's hard to say, you know, like, you know, one o'clock every day. We're going to do well when we do the live broadcast. We're going to do these readings. Who knows? I, it might be. sick mm-hmm. of that. It just you know. It's mm-hmm. like, it's like we're going inside of vortex. <laughs> <You know? laughs> After a while, it really feels like that, and then you mm-hmm. can't keep the schedule. You just you. I don't know. It's like our batteries will run out or something. You know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, but I was able I to would... cool pieces of equipment to take in. I just was able to get them this weekend at the Gettysburg Battlefield Bash.
1: It's what? Nice.
3: I was able to pick up some cool pieces of equipment uh, to take in for the broadcast. Um, I was able to pick up at the Gettysburg Battlefield Bash that was this weekend. We just got back in town from that awesome event.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah. How was that? It was good?
3: Oh, it was very good. It it was Mm -hmm. such a good vibe. They had a dunking Mm -hmm. machine. And I was able to thank <laughs> one of my fellow investigator friends. Um, nice. It was so cool. And then Batman yeah. was there. And Wonder Woman was there. Ellen
2: um, <laughs> Al- you know, McNeil and- went down there from up here. Uh,
3: okay. Oh, yeah, Ellen. yeah, yeah. Did you meet her? Yeah.
2: I forget the um, name of her
3: group. Well, oh, I'm not no. sure I met her. I hope I did. But there was a guy there from close to you guys. It was He was from New York close. And he had all his equipment out. He was really cool. He sat next to me. That was mm. so cool.
2: What did you buy for equipment? What did you get? Um,
3: okay, so I love black cats. <laughs> <laughs> so I.
1: Parallel uh, uh, pussy. I know it.
3: <laughs> yep, you knew it. <laughs> oh, Ron.
2: Ron, Ron, Ron. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I, I ended
3: up getting a motion detector, black kitty cat, and he had a color <laughs> on for the spot. Yep. Yep. And then I got a music box and, uh, a new, um, spirit box. Ah,
1: nice. You know, I, we, we've been doing these seances for, uh, over eight years now. Uh, but, uh, there was last one I had, there was a woman who brought in a, a new spirit box that I had never seen before. And, uh, I forget who the guy is. Oh, I know him too. Who who makes them? And uh, it was it was kind of different. It was I I thought it was a pretty good. Uh, I would have loved to to play with it a little bit more. But th- there's a lot of them out there spirit boxes. But uh, mm-hmm. yeah, the, yeah, it's it's difficult. I mean, they've, they've we've come a long way uh, for it. But don't you think that the the best equipment is yourself, though, uh, Kirsten? I think
3: so. I do think so. But I really like to have. opportunity to hear spirit speak to me in real time
0: Mm -hmm.
3: um like the fact that there's pieces of equipment that are made um from guitar pedals and speakers
1: yeah um you
3: can clean up everything and not have that (laughs) i hate
1: that oh i hate (laughs)
2: that too oh i just oh oh it just
1: gets in my head i love it yeah
3: Do you
2: love
1: it? <laughs> I do. I really do. I just love that one. I have all kinds. I have several spirit boxes, but uh, that one, anxiety. I I that, love it.
2: That sound it literally <laughs> makes me want to climb the wall. I just can't.
1: Yep. When I come back to haunt you, that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to play right. that sound for you. And <laughs> I know it's
2: you. That's that's you give me anxiety, so that's fine. Yeah. <laughs>
3: sometimes it's tricky for me because i always have had a deep love and passion for music and there are certain musicians that have transitioned especially in the past three to four years right so like you know you've got it on a.m but still somehow tom petty's free Falling" comes through you're like tom is that you (laughs) So that could be hard to understand if it's really Tom or is it just my imagination?
0: <laughs>
1: so, Kristen, I mean, you have got so much going on with that house. It, it, it must be uh, difficult to, you know, to own a piece of property like that uh, and, and have to deal with uh, not only the uh the cost of maintaining it but people's experiences as well and how do you deal when when people have negative experience or, or when they they don't they don't obey your rules and stuff in the house is it, how do you deal with that
3: well when people have negative experiences and they report them first thing i do is say i'm sorry but they know what they're getting into as well because they have to sign waivers and it's pretty spelled out you know uh, we care about you, but you're giving you're you're walking into the belair house i think you're crazy you know kind of like that. <laughs> <laughs> well not like mentally let me put you away but you got to be out of your
1: mm-hmm. uh, is the doorbell which trees the uh yeah so anyway uh yeah so uh you've been listening to ghost chronicles um Next Generation with Ann and Ron right here on Jeanette and Parrax Radio, brought to you by Circles of Wisdom. And the mess, Messier. Oh, God, I just forgot.
2: Galant, it. Galant Messier.
1: Oh, there you go. Galant Messier. Uh, uh, yeah, whatever. Anyway. BMW
2: <laughs> I, yeah, I don't know. Well,
1: Family Law Group. Yeah, I don't. know. I totally messed that up. I'm sure I'm going to hear about it, anyways. And our special (laughs) guest today has been uh, Kristen Lee, who is the proprietor of the Bel Air House and uh, the author of her new book, new book, which is available everywhere. uh, Paranormal Confessions.
2: I just ordered it on Amazon. I'm going to have it. Oh, thank you.
3: Thank you. You're welcome. (laughs) It's, It's a what? There's also an audio book. It's four hours and forty-four or forty-five minutes long.
2: <laughs> oh my god! Uh, nope, I need the paper. I need the paper book. I want it. Yes. So, anyways, <laughs> <laughs> I'll have it next week sometime. So,
1: I'll enjoy. You awesome. Thank you. Welcome. So, uh, Kristen, any new new books working on, uh, or is that uh, uh, well? Uh, do you have any new books you're working on?
3: Well, I just. Finished up the thesis, and um, I didn't realize that it had to be accepted by, in February. So I have a the thesis. <laughs> okay, cool. That's that's the first time.
0: So yeah, I'm good. probably
3: going to revise it. It's um, it's data collection uh, for afterlife communication.
1: Okay. Um, okay. I hate to cut you short. We do have to end it up now. <laughs> Anyways, if people want to find out more about you, how in the ballet House, how can they do that?
3: Uh, BelairHousetours.com.
2: There you go. BelairHousetours.com. Awesome.
1: Kristen, thank you so much for joining us today, and we wish you the best of luck, and especially with that live broadcast. So God bless you.
3: <laughs> oh, thank you. Thank you so much.
1: Yep.
3: Good, night. Good night.
1: Good night. God bless Good everyone. Night.
3: Take care.